Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary. Today we start with the topic, Elon Musk uses Mr. Beast to misrepresent how much money you can make on Twitter. A while back, there was an interaction between Elon Musk and Mr. Beast on Twitter, where Elon Musk was like, hey Mr. Beast, you should upload your videos on Twitter. And Mr. Beast like, there's no money on Twitter. Like, you know, if the ad revenue, the ad rates get up higher, maybe I will. So it turns out Mr. Beast decided to test how much money he will make uploading a video to Twitter. And it was this video, $1 car versus $100 million car. Man, what an amazingly original idea. Wow. Have we not run out of low value item versus really expensive item ideas yet? Have they not all been done? This must be like the millionth one. I suppose it's similar to like tier lists or something where it's just like, you can do that with anything as long as you've got the money, I guess. So he says here, I'm curious how much ad revenue a video on X would make. So I'm re-uploading this to test it. We'll share ad rev next week. And so he followed on by saying, my first X video made over $250,000. So X video being a porn website makes this sound even funnier. Mr. Beast on X videos make a 250K. Step aside only fans, man. Mr. Beast using other avenues of getting money. He continues by saying, but it's a bit of a facade. Advertisers saw the attention it was getting and bought ads on my video, I think. And thus my revenue per view is probably higher than what you'd experience. So. This is massively understating things, and I can't imagine Mr. Beast is naive to what really went on. As people pointed out, Mr. Beast recognized it as a facade, but I think he's misjudged what happened. No one paid for ads under his tweet. Twitter just pushed his tweet as an unpaid ad, as has been documented, and he was paid a larger share of the ad revenue while everyone else got less. So there's a bunch of people, high profile people, I'm Tin the Tap Man. I can confirm I saw an ad of you on your video. I received your video a couple of times as an ad. Haha. Appreciate you calling that out. I wonder what it would have made without it getting promoted as like that. Fun experiment. I don't think Mr. Beast called that out. I, I think courage here is uh, giving Mr. Beast too much credit there. I said here, a bit of a facade, quoting him. Remember when Threads came out? So they released creator payments here and people were getting tens of thousands of dollars until a few weeks later when their payments went down to a tiny fraction of that. Just like then, this is just marketing. So when Threads was coming out, threatening Twitter in some way, getting some good press, Twitter's like, oh no, quickly, just, just say we're now gonna start paying people fuck tons of money. And they gave people like $50,000 here, $40,000 there. There were all these people showing how much fat stacks they were making. Until like a few weeks later, when Threads, the, the popularity died down, everyone's revenue nosedive with it. So I'm personally getting like, so 10 million impressions over 30 days, is 20 bucks. So Mr. Beast's video got 166 million views. The views are just impressions. It doesn't mean that anyone's watched any significant amount of the video. It's just inflated numbers, right? So based off my numbers, what's the math there that he should have gotten like what? Three to 400 bucks. Is that right? Based on your earnings, it should only be $220. Whatever the case may be, it should be like a couple of hundred bucks. And one thing that's kind of weird about Mr. Beast getting this much money is I believe that it's based on a pool, as in the money that everyone's paid is based on like your percent of like the overall impressions or whatever determines how much money you get of the overall pool of ad revenue that's available for creators. So if you get 1% of the impressions, you get 1% of the money. And so if Mr. Beast received 250K, that is massively reduced the amount of money in the pool for other creators. Like this money, if indeed it was gotten through illegitimate means, which appears to be the case, that money should have gone to other people. This is manipulation of statistics to give Mr. Beast money that other people would have received, which is pretty bad. It does seem as though Elon just attempted to massively inflate the numbers on Mr. Beast's video so that he would upload more videos here and other creators would as well. But obviously the ad revenue on Twitter is terrible and the amount of money that you get is also terrible. 
Because even with this massive inflation here, this would still only be like a buck per thousand views or something. And so it would still be a tiny fraction of what Mr. Beast would get for those kind of views on YouTube. Even with like the entire weight of the entire platform trying to push this video through illegitimate means, it still didn't make that much money relative to YouTube. Because it just shows how far ahead YouTube is in this game and how stupid it is for Twitter to try to compete as a micro-blogging website. Mr. Beast then went on to say, I'm going to give 10 random people that repost this and follow me $250,000 for fun. The $250,000 my X video made. I'll pick the winners in 72 hours. So he is giving the money away, but in reality, he's just buying good media coverage. It's not going to the people who otherwise would have received this money. It just feels kind of weird that Mr. Beast supports Elon Musk this much still after all this time. I tried to look for the footage, so I, I apologize if this is false, but I swear I saw it. I swear in one of Mr. Beast's earliest videos, like maybe five years ago or whatever, he had a like an actual picture of Elon Musk on his wall that he commented on. He said that I like this guy and he's an innovator. He's going to Mars and all that jazz. And sure, the sentiment towards Elon Musk was more positive five years ago because of the sort of audiences that he was trying to court. Whereas now he's courting a very different kind of audience because he just wants attention and someone to pat him on the head and tell him he's a good boy. But you'd think that Mr. Beast would have distanced himself more from Elon at this point, considering like the main things that he responds to these days are like white supremacist accounts and shit. Like you wouldn't think Mr. Beast would be wanting that kind of association with his brand, but I guess he just considers Elon to have so much power or whatever. Or he just doesn't care. Like, it's so hard to judge. Like, it, it, it could be anything. He, he could just worry that Elon will punish Mr. Beast in some way on Twitter or whatever. He doesn't toe the line. I'm not sure. Or he could legitimately just not care or, or, or like Elon. Who knows? It's just an interaction, a relationship that would be interesting to know more about, in a way. It's for the money. At Mr. Beast level, money is not as valuable as influence, power, building the brand, continuing to have positive associations with it. This money is, is small potatoes for Mr. Beast. Yeah, so interesting stuff. Elon Musk continuing his little scams on Twitter. The Rockstar Remedy trademark dispute was not as bad as people thought. So there was a bit of a nothing burger of a story that people joked a lot about from IGN. Rockstar owner Take-Two locked in trademark dispute with Remedy over our logo. People were like, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, Remedy and Rockstar are working together on the Max Payne remasters. So why would they be at each other's throats in a lawsuit over something so stupid as the letter R in their logos? So there were a lot of memes about this. I tweeted one out. How dare they? Do they not know we own the letter R? Rockstar Executive 2024. I deleted it after a day because people pointed out like, look, you've written Rockstar Executive there. Technically, it's Take Two that is suing them. I was like, okay, that's fair. So I deleted it. I could have just written Take Two Executive, but I was sick, wasn't thinking clearly. But the reason why it was a nothing burger story is because there was an update a few days later. Update, a Remedy rep tells me there is nothing to see here. This was a discussion between our teams that was resolved entirely and amicably late last year. The legal filing was simply an initial formality and Remedy and Take Two continue to work together in partnership. So there you go. While funny, turns out to be nothing at all. I am a flesh tuber. So C-Dog VA, good guy, funny guy, makes good content. I don't watch much of it these days, but I've, I've seen his stuff over the years. And I've also watched uh, the podcast that he's on, Trash Taste, the various times over the years. He, he makes good stuff. But he tweeted this thing out that I found quite funny. Gamers, VTubers versus Flesh, who is better? Announcing a tournament for Apex Legends and Final Fantasy or what have you. But it was that first line that was interesting to me. Because like, if we call virtual YouTubers VTubers, then wouldn't that mean that non-VTubers are flesh tubers? And I'm like, someone asked me, what do you do for a living? I respond, I am a flesh tuber. 
The flesh tube is one. Let's go! Flesh tube is number one! Let us normalize this. It sounds so wrong. I, of course, put it in my bio. I'm a flesh tuber and a GTA 6 voice actor, of course. I finally said goodbye to my beard. So as you guys likely noticed, I got a haircut. But I do have some before and after pictures, even though you probably already know what I looked like before. Guy prepares to go outside, 2024. It's me with my black shirt. I got a lot of these now from True Classic. I might just wear black shirts more often. We'll see what happens. And of course there's, I'm getting a haircut and shaving my beard entirely tomorrow. Had a nice emo fringe going. Haven't had hair this long in quite a while. I think last time I had a haircut was September, as I say down here. Crawling in my skin. These wounds, they will not heal. Fear is how I fall. Confusing what is real. Uh, <laughs> it's crawling at Lincoln Park, I think. <laughs> a million likes and I'll sing the entire song. But as you can see, this is what I look like now, chat. It's a good thing I have the picture or you wouldn't know what I look like now. I look like a different person. I didn't shave fully here. My hairdresser does not like shaving people. It's not a thing that she does. So she just uh, like took the trimmer and just buzzed me down super short like that. I like the look. My beard was getting more and more white hair or gray, whatever you want to say. And uh, by shaving it all off, I don't have to deal with that. And I like that. I look a lot younger, apparently. And that's probably a good thing in this industry. No one wants to look 32, chat. So I might continue to shave. Except it takes more effort to shave every morning. So maybe I won't. We'll see what happens. For most of my life, before I started doing content creation, I would, like even if you look back at my earliest footage, I didn't have a beard, I would uh, have stubble. Like I would just trim it to like very short every day with like a, a, ra a trimmer, because I couldn't be bothered to shave. You will now only refer to me as Lord Dark Viper. So I got a weird question on Twitter. Do you have an actual name that you'd like to associate yourself with outside of YouTube when you meet fans? Like do you go by Dark Viper, just Matt, Matto? Like which one is the one you normally like to go by? So I responded, obviously, I refuse to acknowledge anyone who doesn't refer to me as Lord Dark Viper, the Slayer of Cougars, the Damageless, the Faster Than Average. It is why my family no longer tries to contact me, I have no friends, and my government has a warrant out for my arrest. I'm funny. I of course changed my bio to Cougar Slayer, Damageless, Faster Than Average. My three greatest achievements in life. No one can take those away from me. To answer the question seriously, I don't care. As long as a person's not intentionally trying to insult me with what, they, what they've called me. I'm good with anything really. I don't think I've reached the point yet where I think of myself in my head as Dark Viper AU. I still think of myself as Matt, but so much of my life is spent as Dark Viper AU that it's kind of close these days. Especially considering that a lot more people share the name Matt than do Dark Viper AU. Like if someone yells out, hey Matt, they might be yelling for someone else, but if someone yells out, hey Dark Viper, they're probably talking to me. It's my thing. Did I wrongly rank the energy drinks on my tier list video? So I'm sure you guys all watched the video, but my definitive energy drink tier list came out and this was the end result. The funniest thing I think that happened was that the white monster went from B to S because I did it twice. It's pretty decent, right? Some of these were assessed kind of depending upon like what I was drinking alongside it. Like, like at one point, White Monster was done with like a lot of good drinks and then another day it was done with a lot of bad drinks. And so by comparison, it seemed really good. So it went up in S. I stand by everything else here though. Like you can definitely like S, A and B, like sure they, they shift around and, and C, D and F, like they can shift around. But it's like in general, the ones up here are pretty decent. The ones down here are pretty garbage. I may be a little bit harsh on Red Bull. Red Bull is certainly drinkable. One interesting thing that people showed me was that obviously here in Australia, we don't have every flavor or every brand of energy drink, but this one stood out the most. Durst Snatcher asked, I'm sorry to ask, but do you not have 
Monster Aussie Lemonade in Australia. It says Aussie Lemonade style. And Dersnatcher followed up by saying, it's available in Europe only, I think, and IMO, the best flavor. So I do not have the Aussie flavor of the drink, apparently. Which I guess kind of makes sense, because I guess any flavor that we have here is Australian. And, and why would an Australian flavor be of interest to us? Because we live here? I would like to try it though. I don't have a lot of things that I can make tier lists out of, and they're a, kind of a, an easy kind of content to make. Maybe I'll try and get as many like foreign kind of energy drinks as possible and try them and do a second tier list. Feels like a lot of effort, but we'll see what happens. I finally fixed my back issue. So I showed in one of my older rambles that I had issues with a, a bunch of um, marks and, and pimples and stuff on my back that it appeared for reasons that I do not understand. And I was going to see a dermatologist and I, I called and I booked my appointment and the wait was a month. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. Well, it's a specialist. That's generally how those things go. Then like a few days later, I was looking on my table and I saw my referral to the dermatologist. And I was like, oh, I need to book an appointment for the dermatologist. Shit, I completely forgot about that. And so I called him up and I'm like, oh yeah, I need to book an appointment. And she asked me, um, have you been here before? And the nanosecond that she said those words, I was like, holy shit, I've already made this phone call a few days ago. Oh no, this is so embarrassing. I forgot that I called a few days ago and already booked an appointment. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I have. And uh, I think actually I already booked this appointment. Can you check where my appointment is? And it, it was just like the weirdest like unlocking of my brain and as if I had repressed these memories and just suddenly with her speaking to me again, all these memories came flooding back. And she says to me, oh yeah, I've got your book for a month from now. Are you, are you happy with that appointment, are you? And I was like, oh, well, you know, that's when you said you were free. And she's like, oh, actually, uh, just before you called, I had a cancellation for tomorrow. Would you like an, uh, that appointment? I'm like, yes. Yes, I would. <laughs> so because of my amnesia in regards to my appointment, I happened to call at the right time to get an appointment so I didn't have to wait a month. So I went to that today. And then the dude's giving me some pill. He's like, yeah, here's all the potential side effects. But for like 95% of people, they're fine. I'm like, oh, well, you know, knowing my luck, you'll kill me. But we hope not. So I got some pill. Hopefully it solves my problems. And that will be good. So you're good RNG. Good luck. Which, uh, with some other things going on with me recently, less so. So in a previous ramble, I talked about how I have a lot of pimples on my back. And it's really bad, really ugly. I have no idea why it happened. I've had a few pimples on my back before in my life, but never this bad. It's just the entire thing, it is disgusting. And I tried to deal with it for months using every cream under the sun. I got a pill from my local GP, some antibiotic or whatever that's meant to help your skin. Didn't help at all. Finally got to see a dermatologist. What was interesting though, is he gives me this pill. It's called Isotretinoin Lupin. And uh, it's working. Isotretinoin. It belongs to a class of drugs known as retinoids. It works by decreasing facial oil, sebum, production. WebMD. Well, there you go. So all those months of dealing with these issues and having similar kind of issues at various times in my life, just this pill and it's done. Apparently a, a local GP can't give it. It can only come from like a dermatologist or whatever. The only downside of it is uh, my lips get dry as a weird side effect. Like it, it, it is that kind of shows that it's working or something. So I have to use like lip balm all the time. That's why my lips may be a little bit redder than they normally would be. But uh, pretty cool. Kind of wish I knew about this stuff before. And so at least now that I know, uh, I can get this stuff whenever I have issues. And if you have similar issues, you know, feel free to talk to your doctor and uh, maybe try it as well. Yeah, so my issues seemingly on the way to being solved, like they're like 70% solved. It's all good. If you were like kept up at night worrying about my back. Answering your most interesting questions. There's fake ads for GTA 5 when I search for a channel. Does that not hurt your brand image? When one of the so-called 
and Pocalypse has happened on YouTube where various brand advertisements were put on content that was uh, really bad, like beheadings or whatever it was. And all the brands left, or a lot of them left anyway. People had that same point where they're like, how could a person be so dumb as to think that because there was a Coke ad on this beheading video that Coca-Cola endorses beheadings? That doesn't make any goddamn sense. But obviously brands, when they have so many options, why would they not just be against that for the hell of it? Right? There's always the possibility of some pushback where they write an article, someone makes some fuss on Twitter, and then you lose some market share or something, or people stop buying your product, whatever. It's just not worth the risk allowing your content to be put on that kind of stuff. So I think if there are fake GTA ads running on my content, I think most people would be like, yo, like if these are here, that doesn't mean Dark Viper EU is supporting these fake ads for GTA 5, like GTA 5 on mobile or something. Like Dark Viper isn't telling me about these things, that this isn't something that he wants or whatever, even if that is on his content. But obviously if I had control over it, I'd be like, hey YouTube, don't put fake scams on my videos, please. Stop that. I don't want that. But I don't have that kind of granular control. Although there is a, a, a reasonable amount of control about what category of ads you want, but I don't approve every single ad that goes on my content. So if I had the option to not have those ads, I would, but I'm not overly concerned about it. Although to be honest, just speaking about the adpocalypse back then, I think a lot of that of advertisers pulling out of YouTube was in part them just trying to negotiate better deals. Some of it was probably like, oh, you know, guys, uh, media, we, we don't support these terrible videos that have our ads on it, ah, like, like PR stuff. And then they were also at the same time being like, hey, look, you know, you want us to come back, you better give us uh, better deals on these ads, let's go. Like, I don't think the advertisers genuinely believed that their brand was being incredibly tarnished by these, like, these 0.001% of ads that may have gone on these uh, bad videos. Do you think humanity will ever achieve immortality? Would you like to be immortal? This is something I used to think about quite a lot because I liked fictional stories that dealt with the psychological implications of beings that lived for a very, very long time and how different writers would envision people would act in that way. Would they become massive narcissists just killing everyone or would they just become very contemplative and, and just like take their time, like meditate every day, like it doesn't matter. How would the brain work in terms of storing memory? People have interesting ways of like building ways to compartmentalize their lives. So like they would compartmentalize everything they did in the first hundred years of their life and that would change them as a person, but they could still reach into those memories. These books eons ago that I can barely remember now, but I was very interested in that kind of stuff. Uh, would I want to be immortal? I think the perfect state of affairs is one where your death is ultimately entirely up to you. You can live as long as you want until the very moment you say, you know what, I'm done here. I mean, after like 640 years, like, I'm, 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 you know, let's, let's, let's get this done. I'm, I'm, I'm over. Let's just, let's just move on. No one wants to go before their time or before they've seen as much as they want to see, but no one wants to live forever. True eternity would be torture. An inability to die, even if you want to, would just be a prison. Right? I am of the position that the way that human psychology is would necessitate that at some point in time, you would become bored of existence. You would run out of things to do. Everything would seem mundane. Unless, of course, you constantly had memory loss. Like just every 50 years, you forget the previous 50 years. And at that point, it won't matter. But at that point, do you really have immortality? Or is it like a new person every 50 years? Philosophical question. You can answer that yourselves. But but so would I want to be immortal? Yes, so long as I could die. You're merely talking about eternal life kind of thing. And of course, 
this assumes that I would have some ability to continue to function. Obviously, immortality where my body would just slowly decay until I'm literally on the floor in a pile, unable to move, would not be particularly ideal. Do I think humans will ever achieve immortality? I think it is far more likely that we destroy ourselves than achieve immortality. I do think that we will continue to make advances in medicine that can potentially increase longevity. But let's say doubling the lifespan of the average person is obviously something far more achievable than having, well, in effect, limitless of something. And many things that would potentially grant you some form of immortality are not necessarily you in some way. Like if you could download your consciousness to a machine, is that still you in some way? You can debate that, you know. Not a topic I think on all that much these days, but uh, one that, as I say, I cared and was interested in to some degree in the past. I promise you if you hit the like and subscribe button, there's a non-zero chance that you may one day end up being immortal. Thank you for watching and I wish you all the best.